everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. Uh, there are certain guests that you just get super excited to talk to. Unfortunately, today's not one of those days. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Today is definitely one of those days. I have Heidi Hensley with me. Heidi leads kids ministry at Shadow Mountain Community Church in beautiful San Diego, California. How are you? I'm so good. It feels good to just sit in my office for a minute. <laughs> have you now let me ask, have you been on constant Zoom meetings? I feel like I live in Zoom now. Are, are you Zoom fatigued or are you not doing a ton of Zoom? You know, we did daily Zoom calls with our kids until summer hit. And so it was a daily around the meetings, also a four o'clock with our ministry kids. And those have fallen off. So I feel like my fatigue has been released a little bit, but I had hit the Zoom fatigue. I know what you're talking about. There's definitely a wall there. I mean, first yeah. of all, isn't it cool that we're living like in the Jetsons world, you know, where you can hop on a video call and we don't think twice about it to the yes. point where we're like tired of it. Yes. <laughs> Who knew that would happen? It was just fun to see friends, you know? Totally. Well, yeah. Um, I, it's probably a bias, but, you know, I'm a California guy, and so I love when I get to talk with my California friends. <laughs> so it's fun to get to, to see you. You're two hours behind us in the time zone. Uh, we're, we're, we're here in Nashville, but it's fun to connect and catch up, and so we've been catching up a little bit offline I know. I mean, I, I don't stalk you, but you show up in my Facebook feed. So I kind of see the things that you're doing and what's going on. You now you guys moved to a, a new home. Was it like a year ago or something now? Has it been that long? Co yeah. Coming up on a year, we, we actually bought a house down here and okay. it's been a blessing. It's so, so cool. And I don't know if this is true. Cause again, I, I'm not like stalking you. I just see things that pop up. Did you guys like demolish a whole field? Are you doing like heavy equipment uh, landscaping? What's going on at your house? <laughs> yeah. So when people think San Diego, they think it's all beach. But if you go east 10 minutes, I'm only 15 minutes from the airport. But when you get east, there's all these open, beautiful mountainous kind of pieces of land. And so that's what we did. We got two acres out there and it was literally a dirt bowl. And so we... <laughs> renovated part of it that's almost the size it's the field is 95 feet long by 75 feet wide and turf to that and of course it, Jason like put in a little golf course <laughs> nice yeah was it, was it like the side of a mountain that you had to carve away to make it flat though no thankfully it was already flat that's part of oh, what good, sold us good. on the land yeah but yeah, yeah I've seen you and your boys out there throwing the football around or something so it looks <laughs> yep fun. now you um also said so, no you've been in San Diego for a few years now but mm -hmm. you've, I know we've talked in the past about you've become, I wouldn't call you, when I think of you, I don't think of you as like a beach person, but I think of you as an ocean person. So like yes. you've taken up surfing and is sailboarding. What do you do surfing, in the water? <laughs> a little bit of everything, staying clear of sharks. Um, we joke here that the sharks are, you know, it's California and it's La Jolla. The sharks are vegan. You don't have to worry about being bit. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> but um, surfing, paddle boarding, a little bit of kayaking. But I think I'm, I'm mostly drawn to the surfing. And if I'm just not feeling athletic that day, I'll go out and do paddle board. Um, there's a class here in the ocean that you paddle out into the center of the bay on your paddle board. And then you drop an anchor and you do a yoga class on your board. And that's Whoa. become quickly one of my favorite things. So, okay. So, you know, in Nashville, we have goat yoga. Goat <laughs> yes, yoga, that's the big thing because we don't have an ocean, right? <laughs> what can we do? We can't balance on our paddle boards. Let's put a goat on your back. So, yeah. Okay. I have not done that just to be clear. 
But, but you know, floating out in the ocean is did, – uh, did you know that I was an East Coast surfer when I was a kid? I did. I think you've told you me did. that. Okay. We've talked about that. So That's New impressive. Jersey, I mean, New, New Jersey surfer. So we got waves, you know, like off the jetty. You have to have a jetty to make a wave in New Jersey. <laughs> Do you guys have waves down there? What kind of oh, swells yeah. are you getting? We get, I mean, I'm not brave enough to hit a 10 foot swell, but if it's hitting about five feet that day, that's like my sweet spot. Wow. That's pretty long, big. Yeah. I can take I mean, a long that's... board out and get on that. But for my birthday, Jason and the boys got me a shorty board and it's only six and a half feet long and it's the best workout ever. Cause you can't get up on it to save your no, life. It so... doesn't float super, super well. So you get a deep no. flotation. You got to paddle hard. To jump <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> All right, Trey, producer Trey, you're you're a Texan, right? Did you did you surf? I have never been actual surfing before. I've wake surfed before, um, oh, but okay. I've never actually been surfing. I've always wanted to though. You so, I mean, you have a surfer dude personality. So it just it seems <laughs> like you would surf, doesn't he, Heidi? He does a little bit, even the a little bit of the look. Yeah, a little bit. A little hey, bit. I mean, I've <laughs> no. been told that uh, I've had a California look, even though I've never been to California before. Oh wow! So I, I still have a board. It hangs up in my in my workshop, and so we live hundreds of miles from an ocean. I haven't had it in the water for years, but I am not giving up that dream. I'm no, it forever, it's there. So I love anyhow. it. Well, Heidi, we're we're here to talk about creative stuff. So as we've all been in, you know, COVID, and as you and I exchanged messages leading up to this conversation, I was asking you what it is that you're excited about these days or what you're thinking about. I know that you are a strategic thinker. You're also a creative thinker. And so within kids ministry, through the whole COVID craziness that we've been in, we've all kind of been forced to do things differently, to come up with new ways to connect with kids. You mentioned you've been doing Zoom uh, connectivity and things like that. And so we've all kind of had to increase our creativity. So let's start by talking about that. What are some of the things that, that you've had to do? What are some of the things that you see leaders uh, doing that, that seem to be working that are those kind of creative ways to maintain our Kidman connections? You know, when this all started, we had the, the first initial, I can still remember sitting in the conference table for our kids' offices is right outside my door. And I remember sitting there with my team and having the conversation that we're not having church this weekend, at least not on site. What do we do? Do we, do we show, because, you know, we use the gospel project. Do we send the story video out to our, our leaders uh, and to our kids, or do we just let them watch the online service with their parents? How do we respond in this time? And one of the people on my team looked at me and said, you know, one of the things that makes our church, our church, it makes our ministry, our ministry is the level of connection we have with our kids and the level of connection we have with our leaders. Um, we're very, very driven to have FaceTime connection and know what's going on in your life. I know like we just shared, we're across the country yeah. and I could tell you who your kids are, like all that kind of stuff. Truly knowing our families is a big deal around here. We have a lot of military families. They're, they're not here for a very long time. Mm. So that, that connection is so important to them and it's important that they feel like family. So with that in mind, we thought we don't want to take something that's boxed and throw it out to them just to give them Bible teaching. 
we want our leaders to do it. So we scrambled really fast. Our first online kids service uh, was actually recorded in my kitchen. Um, (laughs) I treated it as if, you know, I'm stuck at home, like you're stuck at home and let's make a snack together. Let's learn a Bible story. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it just kind of sparked this, this desire to maintain connection. That has been our driving point through the whole thing. Obviously we want to teach them the word. We want them to continue to grow. And then we wanted our kids to feel like you could still be at church and not be in a building. That's been a big lesson during this time. But you could also be connected and not be outside of your home. And we have the modern technology to do that. And so that was one of the things that from day one we've maintained. I know that there's a lot of churches that have these great resources and they're posting digital content and it's beautiful. But for our DNA, it just didn't work. And so we have storytellers come in. We record our own games. So when a kid sits down on Sunday for Shadow Mountain Kids Online, they're they're seeing the same stage they would had they come to church that day. And they're seeing the familiar faces. So that's been that's been kind of our driving point. And that connection, that personal connection is such an important part. So yeah. as we, you know, we kind of went through that process at Life with Kids about how do we help the church through this situation? Because we had a lot of people calling us up and saying, <laughs> well, what do I do? You know, and, yeah. and we've wanted to do everything we can to, you know, to make it easy uh, for churches to use the content in their own product. But something that we felt so strongly about <clears throat> is that the connections that leaders have need to stay their connections. We did not want to get in a place where we're making connection with your kids as a lifeway. That's not what we're here for. We provide the resource to you, but it's your relationship. And so what you're saying, I think, is so spot on is that you need to do what works for your church so that yep. your kids are connecting with your leaders in your community and in your way. So mm-hmm. you, uh, I love that you did that one from your kitchen. That's hilarious. And, and <laughs> that, But you also said that the, maybe the polish wasn't the most important part. Right. Like having it be super professional. Yeah, that was something we had to get over because, you know, we, our pastor does, you know, he, he has services on TV. So polish and excellence, they're a thing around here. And I think most churches there are, and, you know, you have a level of excellence you want to maintain. Um, We've gone back in and recorded because I had a random string hanging from my sleeve, you know, stuff like that, (laughs) that drove me nuts. The average child would not have seen that or would have seen it and thought it was hilarious. Things like that, we've just had to learn to get over and and focus on the richness of what kids are going to be able to walk away with. And then focus on, you know, the other part of that that I didn't mention is we've gotten in front of families and kids in our community and honestly around the globe that we've never been introduced to before. And we didn't want them to see something online that should they come through our doors is going to look nothing like what we do. Right. And so, you know, seeing these families hopefully show up pretty soon, they're going to come in and go, Hey, I know that storyteller. Hey, I know Miss Heidi, you know, stuff like that. Hopefully that's going to be the reality. Yeah. And so the things that you've done are an extension of who you are. And that should be true for all of us, right? Yeah. So this, this, uh, I have said before, and I stand by this, that, that kids leaders are some of the most creative people I've ever met. (laughs) And so, you know, in this, this season during the summertime, um, we've had a lot of churches have to, to figure out 
alternatives to things they would normally have done. So normally we gather on Sunday mornings, maybe midweek or maybe Sunday evening. Normally we would go to camp in the summer. Normally we might do a VBS in the summer. And a lot of those things have been derailed from the norm. And we've had to come up with new ways to find that engagement. So mm-hmm. t- talk with us a little bit about some of those things that you've heard and seen. Um, what are what have people done that you feel like works? Uh, we're kind of coming out of summertime, but it's been a weird summer, hasn't it? And it's forced it's us so to, to think outside the box. Yes, it's been so weird. Um, I think one of the things that people are doing is they're really drawing the engagement. So almost everything you push out, and you can probably relate to this from a curriculum standpoint, anything you push out, they're, they're needing to, to kind of push back in. So, uh, you know, target a different, larger corporation. When they post something on Twitter, they don't post a statement on Twitter. If you ever watch this, there's a pattern. They post a question because they know that everybody who shops at target is going to answer that question. It's going to keep them engaged and it's going to put target in their feed, all that kind of stuff. The same thing is true with all of the content you're creating. If you're creating all this beautiful digital content, and you're just pushing at them and you're not pulling back, it's kind of just falling off. It becomes null and void. Now, it doesn't mean that kids aren't watching it and still learning the Bible. That's still probably very true. But it does mean that you're not engaging. And a kid who can, I mean, we know this, a kid who can be involved in something, just like a leader, if I can be involved in it and put my hands on it, I'm going to own it a little bit more. And that is one of the things that I've seen a lot of surprising, a lot of really large churches do. And I think it's just because of the sheer magnitude of their numbers. They feel like I can't engage every single child well. So I'm just going to put this blanket thing out there. And I think there's a miss in that. Um, I know that our numbers, our view numbers compared to our interaction numbers are not identical. I know that there's going to be people like me that trolls social media and rarely (laughs) comments. That's just how I work. (laughs) But I saw it. But the people who, who actually respond, the people who answer that question and the people who engage, I personally believe that those represent about 10 people who saw it, interacted with it, maybe didn't respond digitally, but yes. it's, it's that give and take. It's the pull, push and pull. Um, we have been able to do some different drive-throughs. Like Easter was a drive-through. We were going to do an egg hunt and I already had 20,000 eggs that I did yes. not want to keep. <laughs> so. We made an egg hunt at home bag, put their Easter lesson in there, all that kind of stuff. They drove through, picked it up. It was super cool. Anything that I can do to get in front of my families has been, yeah. So that kind of creativity, we've, that kind of creativity, we've all had to invent things like that. And it's so fun to see how, uh, how leaders, different leaders, leaders have risen to the occasion to do that. So, but, but as we kind of, enter this this time when we're like thinking about going back to quote normal first of all i don't know if we'll ever go back to normal i don't it doesn't feel like it what how do we need to be careful as we do that because it couldn't not be easy for us to just kind of uh i don't know exhale and be like okay we're gonna go and do things exactly how we've always done them before is that is that what we should be doing or is there maybe something that we should be (laughs) thinking differently about I'm trying to like toss yeah. you the big softball here. <laughs> I know. I, I, I got it. I got it. Um, is it, is it Winston Churchill who said, um, never waste a good crisis? 
I've heard several people use that recently. Yeah. <laughs> I think the originator. <laughs> he might have been the first be, one. <laughs> don't quote me on that. It could be wrong. It could have been, I don't know, the guy in charge of Tesla. I have no clue. We'll um, get our uh, Kids <laughs> Ministry 101 podcast fact checkers on that. And if we need to update, right. we'll do that in the show notes. And if, I, if I'm right, let me know. If I'm not, just let me live in bliss. Um, There's an so, opportunity for listener engagement right there. there you go. Listeners, comment on this and let us know if she's right or wrong. Let us know. If it's I'm going to go for the sake of discussion. I'm going to go with Churchill. I think it sounds. I right. think it is. Yeah. yeah, I think it's probably not Elon Musk, but it's probably Churchill. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's true, and it's it's such a the phrase sounds terrible. If you really think about that phrase, never waste a good crisis. It sounds like you're like taking glory in the fact that something bad has happened. But the reality is whether it is a global pandemic, whether it is what we're facing in our world with racial tension, whether it is the earth being flooded, you know, this happened in the Bible too. There is a moment where you have no other option but to rise. And it's a pivotal point. It's the church has been forced to live in a very different place. And so what we have found is we engage people differently. We're engaging a completely different group of people than we had the privilege to engage before this happened. Mm. And there's all of these moments and decisions where if if we step back in and say, well, the doors are back open, put it back the way it was, we didn't learn anything. Right. And, you know, we are a people who believe that God has a purpose for everything. And he had a purpose for this. And you know, one of the things that we've written into our summer program is the fact that the underlying message of our summer program is God uses everything for good. Mm. Um, he can use it for his purpose. And, you know, there's a lot of kids that have been scared by what's happening in our world right now. And ha- I mean, talk about a moment to, to explain to kids that, Hey, this is, it's, it's a God moment. Mm. I'm sure it wasn't fun to be on that ark and see humanity pass away in front of you. It probably is horrifying, but the ability to, to see God work through it is I think what makes us a different people. And it's our job as children's leaders to not only teach our kids that, but teach our families that. And one of the things that I have seen across the globe is parents are having to school their children. If your children were not homeschooled, um, you know, they were now. (laughs) And so they've had to do that. Well, the same is true for church. They've also become their Sunday school teacher. Mm -hmm. And this, if, if we didn't get anything else out of this, we taught some parents how to disciple their kids in the home. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a big enough win for me. I don't know about you guys, but that has become, um, just that mentality of don't, don't let it go to waste. We have an opportunity. And then anytime you have somebody like, think about when somebody exits your team, if somebody exits your team, whether it's good or bad, you have a moment to, you know, shift the seats on the bus and redesign and refine the tasks and look at what you were doing that you didn't need to do before. And we're finding that we were doing a ton of stuff, spending serious budget money Mm. on stuff that didn't matter. Energy. Right. Time, energy. energy. Yes. Yeah. And so that's causing us to reevaluate. And as we return, we're going through our calendar, looking thing by thing and item by item going, does it make sense to keep doing this? Mm -hmm. Does, does it matter? Is it, is it as effective as we thought it was going to be? And some of the things that 
are the answer of no, we're just removing them and people are okay with it. So yeah, it's, it's a pivotal time. It really is. And yeah. that, I love that you use that word engagement. <laughs> it really is coming down to how do we stay connected when we can't be together? Mm-hmm. And then how do we reconnect when it is time to come back together? Because I, I mean, I hope, I believe that there will be a time when we are meeting again. And when we do uh, have more in-person ministry that happens, it may take longer in some areas than others. We may have to start small and ramp up. But we will be back together. And I, I love the way that you have used the, the virtual aspect of what you've been doing with your videos and things to maintain that connection. So when you do come back together, it's familiar. The faces are familiar. The voices are familiar. Mm-hmm. The relationship is there. And I also yeah. love the idea of how we've kind of been challenged, like you said, to, to re-engage with parents in a new way. And there, those are, that's ground that we can't give up when we come back together. Oh yeah. (laughs) We've, we have told all of our parents, um, recently, you know, California is probably going to be the last place to go back to church. It feels like, um, we are, we're actually having an outdoor service this weekend. It'll be our first since March 13th. I think we've been out completely for 14 weeks. Um, but we will do our first outdoor service. Kids have to stay with families and, as we get ready to, to, to take this on, we've told our parents, look, we have, we have some elderly volunteers who adore your children, but because of the level of their health, they're not going to be ready to come back immediately. And that's where we need you. And the good news is we've just recently trained you to be a small group leader. So come on back, give us a week and we'll take off the rest, you know? <laughs> so don't lose, don't lose that momentum. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I, I love how so many churches in so many different ways have been connecting with parents, uh, you know, in a, in a new, uh, with a new level of depth. And that is really exciting to see, you know, it's kind of returning yeah. to the, uh, re- the realization that the Deuteronomy six passage of connecting kids and uh, parents and kids as they, as they lie down and rise up and walk along the road, oh, yeah. doing those things together with our families. <laughs> and, and we need to not return to that outsourcing of spiritual discipleship, we need to continue to, uh, to lean in to equip parents well. Maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Heidi, thank you. It's so good to talk with you and connect with you and catch up. I'll continue to watch your life on Facebook. And see, <laughs> I want to see Jason's putting green now. I'm going to have to go back and look for that. That's awesome. Send our greetings to your family. Thank you so much for your time. And man, we're, we'll pray the Lord's blessings over you out at Shadow Mountain as you guys re-engage and start to get back together. Thanks yeah, for talking thank with you. us. Listeners, thank, thank you, you for, for tuning in. We appreciate you. And we hope that you find conversations like this inspiring. You can do this. Continue to be creative. Continue to lean in. Continue to engage, as Heidi says, with your, with your audience, uh, of the families that you serve, um, and, and maintain those connections. And when you come back together, we know it'll be a sweet, sweet time. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back again next time on another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. <laughs>